You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome in. It's a Monday edition of Locked On Horn Frogs. Happy Monday. Appreciate you starting your week with me. I'm Stephen Simcox. This is the only daily TCU podcast, and uh, we're going to try to cover some ground this morning, afternoon, whenever it is that you're listening. We'll talk some TCU basketball, men's and women's basketball in segment one. In segment two, uh, this is actually from my friend Patrick, who also works from the Locked On Network. He was on Locked On College Football earlier this week, and he did some Big 12 power rankings for football going into next season, and he had TCU pretty low. So I'll run down who we had ahead of the Frogs and kind of what I think about it. And we might extend that into segment three as well, just kind of depending on how long it ends up going. But uh, recording this after the Super Bowl, a real stinker of a game. Um, I I don't know about you guys. I respect the heck out of Tom Brady. I mean, I can't say anything about the guy. Uh, He's just – he's the greatest to ever do it. But really tired of seeing him win it all. Plus, I'm a big Mahomes dude. I mean, I just – I like seeing – even though it's not, you know, a TCU guy, a Tech guy, a Big 12 guy, uh, making things happen and, and making big-time plays in the NFL. So I was kind of disappointed tonight, uh, but Tampa Bay gets it done and recording this shortly after that game ended. Uh, but thanks for tuning in here on a Monday. I wanted to start with uh, the TCU women. They played Texas – or, excuse me, they played Kansas this afternoon, and they fell to the Jayhawks. 82-72 to was the final score. This game was in Lawrence. And pretty wild basketball game. Um, Kansas jumped. It was a game of runs. It was a game of just crazy swings. Kansas jumped out to uh, an 8 nothing advantage. And then TCU came back and, and scrapped and clawed. And it was tied at 11 after the first quarter. Um, and then TCU uh, played really well in the second and ended up leading by eight points at halftime. They're up 33-25 going into the break. And it looked like they were in control of this game. I mean, even, you know, going midway and late into the third quarter, looked like they had pretty good control. But Kansas went on a sort of a mini run at the end of the third quarter um, to cut the lead to three. And then in the fourth quarter, they just dominated. They outscored TCU 30-17. to 17. Uh, Everything was falling for the Jayhawks in that fourth quarter. So disappointing loss for the Lady Frogs. They're now 7-9 and nine on the season and 2-9 and nine in conference play, and they gear up to play Kansas State on Wednesday, which is another team that's really struggling. But it, it, K-State's had a, a super um, confusing and, and disappointing year. They had, had major issues with COVID early in the season, and getting back just really feels like they haven't been able to break through. They have played better as of late, um, but those two teams will face off on Wednesday. But back to today's game, just really disappointing loss for TCU. I mean, it felt like they were in control um, early in the second half and then didn't close the third quarter strong and just got worked over in the fourth. And again, I mean, the same story that I've I've talked about all year long, um, only one player other than Lauren Hurd was in double digits. Or excuse me, two players other than Lauren Hurd were in double digits. Lauren had 19 on the night um, and and a couple – other players had 10, but it's just, I mean, nobody else can really get going. Yummy Morris only had four points. She only played 15 minutes tonight. Um, Caroline Germain, I mean, she's just not a scorer. Like, it's obvious that her job is to just be a straight-up point guard, which is fine, but today didn't really fill up the stat sheet at all. Five points, one assist, three rebounds. 
um, and was on the floor for a lot of that game. But Lauren just cannot carry this load by herself. Um, you, you know, you look at the numbers, they're pretty even. Both teams shot 42% from the field. Uh, Kansas had a slight advantage from deep shooting threes, and they were much better at the free throw line. TCU 10 to 15 from the line, 66% for the day. Kansas had a lot of free throw attempts, 31 free throw attempts. So, you know, some home cooking there, but they get it done and they get a victory over TCU. And um, just been a really tough year for Reagan Peebley squad. So they get ready to face on, face off with Kansas State in that midweek game, and we'll see if they can start to turn things around. But an opportunity against a team that they had beat earlier this year and could not get it done, they fall 82-72. to 72. And then the TCU men, uh, they play on Tuesday, Tuesday night against Iowa State. That's going to be an 8 o'clock tip. And uh, Iowa State is, is winless in conference play. They've only won two games on the season. But I got to watch a good portion of their game against Oklahoma on Saturday. And I'll just say, I mean, I don't want to be like uh, upset alert guy or trap game guy, but um, TCU better be ready to play on Tuesday because Iowa State is improving a little bit. Um, I mean, they, they took West Virginia to the wire about a week ago. And then on Saturday against Oklahoma, Sooners sort of pulled away at the end. But that was, uh, that was a really close game. That was a tied game, a one-possession game for the majority of that contest. It was in Norman. And what's been going on with Iowa State is they have uh, – they got Solomon Young back. And Solomon is, is a veteran player. And I don't know exactly why I was out of the lineup early in the season, but he's their big man in the middle. He's 6'10", um, really strong, really good in the post. So he's a big-time scoring threat. And I think he's kind of changed – how this season has gone for the Cyclones. But um, point being, don't just show up in this game and expect that you're going to roll to a victory. I know Iowa State's winless, um, but, again, I just I feel like they're playing better. I feel like they're starting to kind of get their legs under them here. And they, they seem like a team that's kind of on the verge of breaking through. Not that they're going to string some wins together, but – a team in TCU that has only won three conference games, you know, they've played some better teams in the conference like West Virginia and Oklahoma tough over the last week or so. Uh, this is an opportunity for them to maybe break through, but you hope TCU can take care of the business and get it done. It's going to be on the road um, in Ames. And, you know, one more thing about this team is, is that you hope, or I think the hope is, uh, that they get off to a nice start and play well because they had a little more time to prepare and get their legs under them with that Baylor game um, getting postponed on Saturday. And I'm sorry, this game's in Fort Worth. So they it is a home game, which will be helpful. They don't have to go up to Hilton Coliseum and, and play the Cyclones. But that's a Tuesday night game at 8 o'clock. We'll take a break. Coming back, we'll look at some Big 12 football power rankings going into next season. Uh, this episode is uh, presented by Built Bar. You go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON. You can get 20% off your next order. But I want to tell you right now about BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. They have everything you need to know to start making some money, start making some cash on sports. Super Bowl is tonight, and you might be thinking, ah, NFL's over. There's nothing to gamble on. Oh, no, you're wrong. BetOnline.ag has everything you need to know for the rest of the college basketball season. March Madness just around the corner. There's going to be multiple games every day. 
Get on the action. BetOnline.ag. They also have great advice for uh, college football and, and the NFL when it circles back around in the fall. If you use the promo code locked on on betonline.ag, you'll get 20% off your next order. Again, that's betonline.ag. Try it today. Back here on Lockdown Horn Frog, Stephen Simcox here with you. We are talking TCU Athletics. And uh, my friend Patrick, who hosts Locked On Longhorns, and he also is the editor of Sooners Wire, which is a website that handles Oklahoma news. Um, he was on our Locked On College Football podcast. There's a national podcast, Locked On College Football. I'd encourage you to check it out. It's really well done. And Patrick was on, and they were asking him about his early 2021 Big 12 power rankings. So let me run those down for you. Here's what Patrick said. At number one, he's got Oklahoma. At number two, he has Texas. At three, he has Iowa State. Four, he has Oklahoma State. Five, he has West Virginia. At six, he has TCU. Seven, Kansas State. Eight, Baylor. Nine, Texas Tech. And there at 10th, rounding things out, he has the Kansas Jayhawks. Now, let's talk about this. Let's, let's talk about TCU specifically in this segment. I thought this was interesting because I, I'm not really sure where the national conversation is is going to be going into next year for TCU. I feel like TCU fans have this belief, like most fans, that their team is slighted, that their school is slighted, that they don't get the respect that they deserve. And I think there's something to that in their aspects of, you know, the business where TCU doesn't get a fair shake. But I will say this. There were a few years there where it, it was early on in TCU's Big 12 venture when they had just joined the conference. It felt like, even though the results weren't there on the field, they would just get put in the AP Top 25 poll basically because they had done so well in the past, and Gary had established such a great system. Now, that was only a few years of that. You know, 2014 rolls around, and they go on a really great run and start winning games, and that propels them to being ranked number two going into the 2015 season. But I just mean there – I do think there was a time where, at least on a national scale, TCU got the benefit of the doubt. Now, as far as getting in the playoff and getting respect, you know, amongst contenders for national title – no, they, they they never really quite got there. But I, I do think people place them as one of the top programs in the country in that, uh, well, we don't really know a lot about this team, but we'll go ahead and give them the benefit of the doubt. Um, so I don't know if that's turning now, if that's kind of turned back because the team's had a few rough seasons. I, I do think it's going to be a, a difficult battle for TCU to be in that Big 12 title contention because you got some tough road games this year. You got to go to Norman, to Ames. That's going to be difficult. Um, And if you lose one or two games, one or two conference games, and all of a sudden you can find yourself on the outside looking in. That being said, though, I mean, Oklahoma – Obviously, I can't rank TCU above them. OU is the class of this conference. They are the team to beat until proven otherwise. Looks like, uh, looked like that teams kind of had an edge on them early in the season, but they couldn't put them away. They couldn't get rid of them, and then slowly, 
OU continued to get better and got to a point where they were once again the best team in the league. Texas at two. I'll get to that more in the next segment. Um, I don't know if TCU should be ahead of Texas, but I do know that Texas at two is ridiculous. Iowa State at three. Again, tough to argue with it. Clones have had the Frogs number the last few years. Matt Campbell is as good of a coach as you're going to find across the nation. He's doing something there that I didn't know it could be done. I, I really thought it was almost impossible to win consistently in Ames, Iowa. And I think he has shown that, you know what, it can be done. It's difficult. you got to develop well. you got to hit on the guys you recruit, but it can be done. Now, here's where I have a problem. Oklahoma State and West Virginia. Oklahoma State is losing a lot of talent. I mean, this last year was supposed to be the year for the folks, and they couldn't really break through and get it done. But Tylen Wallace, gone. Chuba Hubbard, gone. Um, a lot of that defense that was very solid for them, moving on to the NFL. And TCU beat Oklahoma State late in the season. Now, was that a banged-up OSU team that was sort of limping to the finish line after they knew, like, hey, the, our dreams and aspirations for the season are already out of reach? Yes, it was, but it doesn't change the fact that TCU won that game straight up. And West Virginia, I mean, it is worth noting, Neil Brown is 2-0 against Gary Patterson. A couple of years ago, beat him in the rain in a ugly, ugly game where I feel like they kind of rope-a-doped TCU into playing their style of ball and ended up making a few big plays late in a slugfest and winning. And then this year in Morgantown was just a complete embarrassment. I mean, they looked outclassed. That offensive line got worked over. You know, offense couldn't do anything, really. And the defense eventually settled in, in the second half, but struggled early in that football game. That being said, though, I mean, West Virginia, I know they're bringing some players back, but I think TCU deserves to be ahead of the Mountaineers. And they'll have to prove it. It's going to be a home game this year. Can you go get it done? But I really think they should be ahead of uh, of the ears going into the season. I mean, it just doesn't make sense for West Virginia to be there at five. So TCU at six. I want to come back and break down some of this, uh, some more of this, these power rankings just from a Big Twelve perspective. You know, around the Big Twelve type of way. So we'll do that next. This is Locked On Horn Frogs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Before we do that. I want to tell you about Built Bar. Built Bar is the most delicious protein bar ever. It's the most delicious protein bar on the market. Um, you know, they, they sent me some Built Bars recently, and I'm really glad they did. I love them. I love the peanut butter flavor. I love the cookies and cream flavor. I love uh, German chocolate. It's all really, really good. And you might say to yourself, well, if it's, if it's that good, if it tastes that good, then it can't be good for you. It is. It somehow still is. I'm kind of amazed by it, but it's only 180 calories. It's only a few grams of carbs, a few grams of sugar. So it's not bad fuel for your body. It's actually good for you. And if you use the promo code LOCKEDON at BuiltBar.com, I told you this earlier, but I'll just reiterate it, 
You can get 20% off your next order. So try Built Bar today. Just give it a shot. Hey, you get 20% off your order. So you can uh, order a package of bars, use that discount, get it at the house, and see what you think. BuiltBar.com, Built Bar, most delicious protein bar on the market. One more time, that's BuiltBar.com. Final segment here on Locked on Horn Frogs, your daily TCU podcast. And earlier I was talking about uh, this Big 12 power rankings that my guy Patrick Kahn put out. And Patrick, he does a really great job on uh, Locked on Longhorns. So you can listen to that there if you're a Texas fan or if you're just kind of interested in taking a peek at, hey, I wonder what, you know, Texas is doing. It's kind of good to know that just because, like, if a big Texas story breaks, you can say, oh, well, I know there's a Locked On Longhorns podcast, so I can check this out and see sort of what the pulse is there, what they're thinking after that news broke. Um, But he was on the Locked On College Football podcast, which is our national daily college football pod. And they ask him about way too early 2021 um, Big 12 power rankings. And he put TCU at six, which I, I told you guys in the last segment I think was too low. I would put the Frogs at four, and I understand a, a lot of you might have them higher. That's a good question. You know, if you want to chime in, uh, my Twitter's at SimcockSteven. You can also find the show at LockedOnTCU. Let me know, where would you put TCU if you had to put together a way too early 2021 Big 12 power rankings, where would you have the Frogs? I'd have them I'd have them at four. But that being said, let me uh let me go around the rest of this uh ranking that Pat put out and just sort of see how I feel about it cuz I have a few issues. Now, at number 1 Oklahoma, I can't argue against it. I mean, Spencer Rattler's coming back. Um they've just proven to be the class of this conference. It's really hard for me to bet against Lincoln Riley right now. I don't see a reason to knock them off. Now, Texas at two. I mean, I will say this. I have been impressed by the staff that Steve Sarkeesian has put together so far. Um, It appears, I know they got a big 2022 commit from Jaden Blue, who's a big-time running back in the Houston area. It appears that he is getting the typical – new coach recruiting bump, new coach comes to a blue blood program and just sort of automatically gets, uh, gets some big time players. And Sark is, you know, got a lot of experience. I think Tom Herman, we sort of overrated who he was because he did a nice job at Houston. When you actually looked at his resume before he got to Austin, it was a lot of smaller jobs, you know, smaller, level jobs he had never been a head coach at power five school before all that being said i just think texas you, you we gotta see what it's like see what this is um see who this team is and they have to prove it i mean they they just do they have to prove it they haven't done it up to this point so i just want to see the horns you know prove that they're the team to beat we we say that they are every year, but we haven't actually seen it come to fruition yet. And I think that's way too early to uh to come out and say, Hey, we're going to uh we're gonna put the horns at two. We're just automatically thinking that they're the team to beat. Um Sam Ellinger declared for the draft, so they gotta replace that quarterback position. No Casey Thompson looked really good. 
in the Alamo Bowl against uh, Colorado. But I'd like to see him, you know, play a little more before I put the horns up there as the second-best team in the league. Iowa State at three. Um, yeah, I, I would flip-flop Texas and Iowa State, but I think they have to be up there. And I'm not sure if there's a team in the conference that is going to benefit more from the extra year of eligibility than Iowa State. Because, and, and I don't mean this in a in a mean way or a bad way, they have a number of good college football players, like really good college football players that don't have big-time NFL prospects, meaning there's a lot of incentive for those guys to come back for one more year and say, hey, let's run it back. Let's give it another go. Let's try this again. We had a really good team. And just see where this goes rather than being a six-round pick in the NFL or undrafted free agent or wherever it is they might land. So Iowa State, I think, is really built for this new rule that allows players to come back for one more year. And I think we, we will see a number of very experienced Cyclone players that come back for one more go-around. Oklahoma State at four. Uh, I kind of riffed on this earlier. I think that's too high. Um, I feel like this past year was supposed to be the year for the Pokes. They're losing a lot of production on offense. Mike Gundy, uh, I think he's a good coach, but I just I have a feeling this program's kind of stuck in a rut right now. And maybe they've reached their ceiling with Mike. Um I just I can't see this team knocking on the door of being in contention for a Big 12 title next year. That doesn't seem real to me. At five, West Virginia. Uh, I like Neil Brown as head coach. I think he's building a good culture there. Uh, I would put TCU above of West Virginia just because of the firepower the Frogs have. But it's clear what Neil wants to do. He has a system. They're going to play solid defense, good special teams have a good running game, and just try to wear you down and, and make you pay for mistakes. Um, and they've done a good job of that so far. At 6, TCU, discussed that earlier. 7, Kansas State. Thought the Wildcats might be a little bit higher. Uh, Skylar Thompson coming back. Very, very experienced player. And they looked like one of the better teams in the league when he was starting. But uh, I understand, you know, they've sort of been in that bottom half of the Big 12 now for a while. At eight, Baylor. Um, very curious to see what Baylor does in year two of Dave Aranda. They changed up their entire offensive coaching staff, brought in Jeff Grimes, offense coordinator from uh, BYU. They're going to have a new quarterback. Be a whole new look for the Bears in 2021. At nine, Texas Tech. Um, Matt Wells was fired, then he wasn't. They brought him back. That program is kind of a mess right now. And then at 10, I mean, there's nobody else you can put there. The Kansas Jayhawks, they are uh, they're just the basement of the conference right now. That'll do it for Locked on Horn Frogs. Tomorrow we'll get more in-depth on this preview for TCU basketball as they take on Iowa State, and we'll continue to uh, get you all the news and notes around TCU athletics. This has been the Locked on Podcast Network, presented by Locked on Podcast Network, Locked on Horn Frogs. I'll talk to you tomorrow.